Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey, everybody. Open Forum Wednesday. It's so good to have you right here on Listen Up, where we take your phone calls and we can go in any direction you want. The NBA schedule comes out tomorrow. I did a rant on this today where the home opener is going to be on the 27th of October against the Warriors as it relates to DeMontis Sabonis. And then the Kings open up the season on the 25th in Salt Lake City against the Jazz. Full schedule will be released tomorrow. So if you have any thoughts on that, we can do it. Uh, word has it that the Kings will be on national TV 10 or 11 times. I don't really count NBA TV. I know a lot of people do. I don't count NBA TV as national TV. I mean, let's just call it the way it is. National TV really is TNT and ESPN. All right. So if you want to include, you know, the games on NBA TV, go ahead. But uh, I don't do that. All right. I don't do that. All right. NFL news. Uh, more injuries. The uh, Buccaneers will miss Russell Gage with a knee injury. He's going to miss the entire season. He was uh, taken off the field in a cart, so he is out for the year. Uh, good news with the Raiders. Devontae Adams could go after his leg injury. If you are a fan of the Baltimore Ravens, their all-pro cornerback, Marlon Humphrey, is undergoing foot surgery, all right? So that is not good news. They don't know how long he will be sidelined, but John Harbaugh, the coach, said it is not expected to be a long-term deal. This has been a nagging, lingering injury for him, so he is going to undergo surgery. But still, that's the last thing you want to hear in the middle of August with the season only a couple of weeks away. So that's just some of the highlights uh, going on in the National Football League. Anything else you want to talk about, you know the routine, you raise your hand, and we'll get you right on. All right, why don't we get the uh, show rolling right here with Ryan and Sacktown. Good afternoon, Ryan. How are you? Doing great. Good afternoon, Nate. How are you doing, bud? I'm good, man. Doing well. Thank you. Excellent. Well, hey, I wanted to call up and let everybody know we are going to bring back our fantasy football pool um, this season, uh, we're going to run it uh, basically through either Yahoo or another server. Uh, we will get you registered. You will go on there and make your picks, and standings will be updated weekly via the system. So I will tweet out the information for the league, and Grant, if you would be as kind to retweet that. Uh, for everybody to get that information out. And we're looking forward to it. And also, 
Jay has um, put up a $100 gift card again this season, so thank you very much to him for the winner. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, I'll look forward to your tweet, and then uh, we'll promote it on the shows. You and I will be on YouTube tomorrow at 7 o'clock Pacific, so we'll put the information out there for everybody on YouTube as well, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun this year. So thanks very much for organizing that, and I really say thank you to Jay for donating that gift card. That's awesome. Absolutely. Looking forward to it, Napes. All right. Have a great one. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Ryan and I will be on tomorrow over on YouTube coming your way uh, at 7 o'clock. By the way, uh, I did want to point this out since this is the first show that we're doing this week on Listen App. If you did not get a chance to either watch or listen to my interview with Ian Eagle of CBS and TNT, uh, it is there for you. You can go to my YouTube channel if you don't like that or your favorite podcast platform or my website, grantnapier.com, or if you don't like that.com. Ian Eagle, who uh, I talked to live Monday over on YouTube, it's on all my platforms. So uh, if you missed that, you can check it out at your leisure. Class act, just absolutely class act. I have so much respect for the way he goes about his profession. Uh, he's obviously really, really good at what he does, but uh, he's a better person than he is a broadcaster, and that is saying something. All right, who wants to be next? Uh, and again, I'm very happy to hear that about the uh, uh, football picks. That is great. Also, we'll be doing our fantasy football roundtable. That is going to be on Wednesdays. So we'll continue to do that this year during the uh, football season. All right. So that we get that news out. I'm very happy uh, for you folks on our football picks. And uh, we'll make it a lot easier that way. And then before you know it, uh, we'll be doing a lot of content around the Kings this year. So this will be the place to be both on listen app and my YouTube channel. Uh, we are going to expand our coverage. We're going to be coming uh, at you with a lot of different things. So really looking forward to that with uh, the King season beginning now on October 25th in Salt Lake city. And then the 27th at home against the golden state warriors. I think the West is up for grabs. I mean, I think Denver's the team to beat. But I think when you look at free agency, I know a lot of people are looking at Phoenix, Phoenix, Phoenix. I'm not. I think they got real issues with uh, their age. I think attrition and the injuries will be a factor. I feel the same way about the Clippers. Uh, I feel the same way about the Warriors. I feel the same way about the Lakers. I just do. You know, I'm sorry. I think, you know, you got a lot of players that are up there in age and – I just think it's very unpredictable. Memphis is another team. I don't know what to expect with now a new change with Marcus Smart there and John Morant suspended for 25 games. You know, I'm, I'm not really sure. I think they're going to be good and they could be really good in the latter part of the season. I think Oklahoma City is going to be a playoff team this year. I think they're really moving up the ranks. Houston, to me, is not there yet, but they're going to be better than they were last year, so they'll win some games. San Antonio should be better than they were last year, and we don't know about Victor Wenbanyama uh, yet, but, I mean, the league's already promoting him like he's the second coming. So, you know, there are other teams. Portland's not going to be very good. Don't know yet what's going to happen with Lillard. Minnesota, to me, could be good, but, again, could is the word. I don't know because I thought they were going to be uh, good last year. And it did not come around. But when you look at their roster, you know, they have a lot of talent. 
All right, they could be good. They could be good. Dallas, to me, I don't know. I didn't see it last year with Luca and Kyrie Irving, right? They made a lot of moves in the offseason. I don't know what to expect from Dallas, but I'm not sold on Kyrie Irving. And so for that reason, I'm not going to take them seriously. So I just think when you look at the West, I think Sacramento is right there with everybody else. And by everybody else, I mean they have as good a chance as anybody other than maybe Denver. That's the way I look at it. NFL, again, we're coming up on the first game, not that long from now. The first Thursday night game with Detroit at Kansas City, and then the full schedule on Sunday and the doubleheader on Monday. I'm like everyone else. I can't wait. You know, I think there's always going to be a surprise team. I think the surprise teams last year were the Giants and the Seahawks in the NFC. I think in the AFC, Jacksonville took that step. Who's going to be the teams this year in both the NFC and the AFC? Are the Lions really that team? Have they grown up that much in one year? I mean, I think they might be a tad bit overrated. But I look at that division, I'm not sold on Chicago. Minnesota, to me, is a team that last year was not as good as the record indicated. They won a lot of games at the end. I think that they're better than average, but their defense is not very good. I just, I don't know. I, I'm looking at the NFC South. I don't see a team emerging from that division. Do you? But there will always be a team every year that we don't talk about in August that when December rolls around, we're talking about every year. All right, let's get to Al right here on Listen Up. Hi, Al. Hey, Nate. Can you hear me? Yep. How are you? Thank God. Great, man. How you doing? I'm very well. Good to hear your voice. Thanks. Hey, I, I uh, every year, man, I'm telling you, the NFL does it right. As for every year to me, the last, there's five or six new playoff teams from the previous years. So maybe one or two of those teams are really a surprise. But every year in the last 10 years, it seems like yep. you got five or six new teams. Yep. And I love that. It's uh, the parody in the NFL is great. There's really not a big difference between the worst team in the NFL and the best team especially when you look at it from year to year. So you can make a, a big time improvement in one year. It happens and it will probably happen again this season. I absolutely agree with you on that statement. I'm And I've been following football not quite as long as you because you were going to games when you were three. But I'll tell you what, I totally, <laughs> right. I totally agree. I totally, I know it. Uh, I, I was laughing at your stories, by the way, you were talking about, uh, you, you brought your uh, son on. Uh, he needed to fly on a plane, and uh, Coach uh-huh. Adelman uh, was uh, yes. was really nice to him. And I bet, I bet Trent just has so many. As a young person, that must have just resonated with him. He's giving high fives to the players coming off the. <laughs> that kid was like like Dad Junior, man. I'm telling you, just more. He must have that to have that kind of life growing up as a kid, he must have so many memories with you being with his dad, you and being around all those sports athletes and, and, and uh, in the locker rooms and stuff, that's gotta be a great, well, you know, what, 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 what's neat, what's neat for him now is he's the same age as the players and he works for the Kings and he's friends with a lot of the guys and goes golfing with a lot of the players. Uh, he was just telling me that he was golfing with a couple of the guys on the team this week. And so it's kind of neat for him growing up in that atmosphere where, 
you know, when I was, um, you know, when I started doing the games, I was the same age as the players. And so we had natural friendships and we hung out together and went on the road or went out when we were on the road, we'd go out to dinner together and hang out because I was yeah. the same age as those guys. And really those, a lot of those players from that era are lifelong friends of mine. And now to yeah. see my son enjoying what I was enjoying, I'm very happy for him. Yeah, that's awesome. And your other son's rocking, rocking it on my old uh, neighborhood station, KTV. You know what? I, I, well, I have an update. My son has uh, since moved and he has, uh, again, done great. He is now working in Nashville at the ABC affiliate in Nashville. He just moved there a short time ago and uh, he left the Bay Area and is now working at the ABC station in Nashville. Kind of the same same field, a better better opportunity. Yeah, you, know um, you know, we'll find out if it's a better opportunity. He's very happy. I'm happy for him. I think Nashville is a great place to live. I think Tennessee is a great place to live. My brother lives there now with his wife. They're retired. He lives oh, about nice. two hour. He lives about two hours from Nashville. So it's good that you know he's, he's got his uh, uncle there. And um, yeah. listen, I, I I'm not going to beg on any more than I already have on California. I know a lot of people that are oh, looking to leave California, and he's already very happy in Nashville. He's been there one month. Listen, Dave, I'm a native Californian. I love my state, but I also worked for the retirement system for 13 and a half years. I retired May 1st. Let me tell you, your retirement goes every, every anywhere you go. You get paid wherever you want to live, even even yeah. Phuket, Thailand, you get paid. So, so, so <laughs> well, that's the good cost of living. Gonna, that's good to know because I'm planning on uh, retiring in Phuket. So I'm very happy to hear that. That's good. I'm looking at places in Phuket as we speak. So I'm very happy to hear that. Yeah. And you know what? One thing, I'll tell you what, you know, you live in, when you live in the Bay Area, when you make six figures for your salary, you can't afford a house. So, so, uh, <laughs> well, so Chase is in great. I was just looking at a condo, okay, on the ocean in Phuket, okay, mm. furnished, okay, furnished on the ocean, uh, upscale condo for $650 a month. Oh, small. You are gotta be kidding me. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding you. Know, you. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, and that was actually one of the more expensive ones. So, no, I'm not kidding you. I'm, I'm being dead serious. You know, I would expatriate in a second, but my wife's family's all here. Now I've got a brother in LA. I've got a sister here. And you know what? All my other families, you know, passed on, but I would expatriate in a second, but my wife won't leave, leave her family. Yep. And I'm leaving for 40 years. And, and you know what? But you're right. The California, you know, people are, Idaho is becoming Eastern, Eastern California, man. People are moving to uh, Tennessee, yep. Idaho. Yeah. But as far as the NFL, um, you know, I love the, the, uh, the, my Rams had their first, you know, practice. There was only one fight, Nape, only one fight in the practice. I, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. I don't understand football fights. You know, if you want to get, if you just knock the crap out of the guy in the next play, I you know. can do it legally. Why are you punching a guy that has a helmet on? Yeah, stupidity. You know, I don't yeah. understand it either. I've never understood I, that. I'm gonna. I, I'm so excited for the season coming up. Even though my Rams look, they're gonna be t difficult. But I want to say, I think Detroit is. I think Detroit's gonna take that division. Personally, I do. I know they might be a little bit overrated, but I just like what I'm seeing. They're and they're finishing strong. And 
I, I just think that division's up for grabs. The South, I couldn't even touch that division in the NFC. I have no yeah. idea who's coming out of there. You know, New Orleans, maybe if Carr can can get it together, you know. And but I know I'm with you on Dennis Allen. I'm not big on that. But as far as surprise teams, you know, I think. Um, you know, one team that always kind of is a conundrum for me is the Chargers. They seem to have so much talent. Yep. And you've spoken yep. to their coach, Brandon Staley. Now, he toned it down a little bit last year with his going for it. But, man, you know, they blew a 27-point lead in the playoffs. And they're a team to me like Dallas. Just has so much talent but just well, can't get out of their own way. But they also were decimated in injuries last year on the mm-hmm. wide receivers. And Justin Herbert really – didn't have his full unit together all year. And I thought that really affected them. So, you know, health has to has a lot to do with oh. all teams in the league. And I, I thought the Chargers last year had an inordinate amount of injuries, particularly to their skilled people. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I like Herbert. I think he's a top flight quarterback. Oh. You know, other than Kansas City, I mean, to me, the Chargers are the next best team in that division. And, oh, yeah, by the way, the Chargers normally seem to beat Kansas City once every year. So keep that in mind. You know, I think you think Russell Wilson Wilson is washed up. I know Cody's listening, but I got to tell you, I think Russell Wilson's washed. What do you think? I I, I I'm not expecting much from him. I I'm just not. I have not been impressed with the way he's played uh, the last few years in particular, and I just think his best football is in the rearview mirror. Yeah, I agree, buddy. Great points, man. Love it, man. I was laughing. Text you on the on the air, on the airplane thing about the old uh, plane you used to ride on with the cable on the outside steering the oh, plane. Yeah. I was laughing yeah, when the I think about that. The memory, Mark 11 had a cable from the top of the uh, uh, fuselage <laughs> and over the cockpit to the uh, uh, tail. Yeah. That's a Mark 111. You can look it up online. You can see the Your cable. Your stories make me laugh. I bet the, guy, the pilot probably had leather goggles and a helmet on, and the other guy goes outside to turn the propeller on the plane but to help it to take off. Anyway, yeah, I'll it wasn't take that bad, but I got to tell you, the cockpit was very antiquated because I sat in the cockpit all the time. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it was not a – the term is glass. It was not a glass instrument panel. It was an old instrument panel and – but, uh, hey, every time I was on the plane, it took off and it landed. So I was grateful for that. You're, you're hilarious, Nate. You're a beauty, man. Take care, buddy. Love you. You take care. Bye-bye. And I really – that the, the, the captain of that plane was Ford and loved that man. And he perished years later uh, in Winshear outside of Houston uh, going to pick up I think then uh, Governor Bush or, or or somebody in the Bush family and was on a, a, a jet, not a Bach 111, a different jet. And uh, wind shear is the worst thing that a pilot can experience on landing. And most crashes involving aircraft on landing happen because of wind shear. And uh, Ford, who was a great, great man, uh, died upon landing uh, in Houston. But I have some phenomenal stories sitting in the cockpit of uh, various aircraft. I've, I love doing that. It was a, a big thrill for me. All right, let's get to Connor. Connor, how are you today? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. So it's good to hear there's some national TV games and everything. And... The biggest one I'm looking at is, you mentioned, October 27th against the Warriors at Golden 1 Center. I mean, that should be 
a treat for NBA fans. It is going to be phenomenal, a rematch of the playoffs. And, I mean, you don't know right now who's playing and who's not because you always have injuries. But, you know, if everybody's healthy, that's a hell of a way to open up the home portion of the schedule. Yeah, and we've we've talked about Bleacher Report and how they did their article about Sabonis being the most overrated player. They came out with another article today that was kind of predicting the in-season tournament they actually had the Kings in the final for the tournament. And some of the reasoning included having young enough players that are going to want to play and not sit out and just having the talent to win. But they had them losing to the Celtics in the finals. Yeah, I don't really care about the playing tournament. I'm not even – to me, it's just part of the regular season. Um, you know, the first four games are regular season games. So I don't care about the tournament. It means nothing to me. I don't know if it's going to mean much to the fans. It's a made-for-TV event. And that's all I look at it. I mean, if you make it to the finals, you play 83 games instead of 82. And you're right. The Kings wouldn't rest players if they get to Vegas. They would they would play to win. Plus, you know, the winning players get $500,000 each. So that's a hell of an incentive to go out and try hard for 48 minutes. But I I really have very little interest in the uh, what they're calling the NBA Cup. Again, the, the beginning of it, the first four games are just regular season games. Obviously, they count towards going to Vegas, but, you know, they're, they're regular season games. Yeah, and then you mentioned kind of talking about NFL teams that are always surprises. And this year, I was trying to think of some of the teams that I think could be surprises. And I think two teams that are a team to always be in the mix, you can never count out because of their coaching, are the Patriots and the Steelers in the AFC. I would never count out uh, either of those teams. I would never, ever count out Mike Tomlin. I mean, that guy, I think Mike Tomlin is just one of the great coaches uh, that I've seen in the NFL. And if I were a player, I would love to play for Mike Tomlin. I I have so much respect for the way he coaches that team. I'm with you on the Steelers. I would never, ever count out the Steelers. And I'm not going to say the same thing about New England this year because I think they're in in a division where it's going to be difficult for them not to finish in last place. Now, I can't forecast Tua and how many games he's going to play. He's, you know, one concussion away from maybe never playing again. But if I'm looking at the Jets, or if I'm going to go in order, if I'm looking at the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets, to me, the Patriots' talent level is not as good as those teams. Yeah, and then looking at the NFC, I know a lot of people, and they're they're right to say that the NFC South is – probably the worst division in football, but we're talking about teams that could possibly emerge this year. I think that the Falcons have a chance to, maybe not this year, but they could be the Lions of last year where they're kind of right on the hump and then could take the next step in year two. But I don't know day, about that. I don't know about that because of the quarterback position. That's putting a lot of pressure on a young quarterback with very, very limited experience. And I, I for that reason, I'm not as sold – on the Atlanta Falcons, but I do think you make a good point, okay? And that is that their division is such where you might be able to pad your schedule with wins in your division, all right? I mean, for for that reason, yes, I, I could see that. But when I'm looking at their roster, and again, I understand the division is not very good. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not there on them yet. I'm just not. But that's why they play the season, you know? 
Yeah, and at the end of the day, it all comes down to the quarterback position, which is a big question mark for them. But yeah, with Desmond Ritter, do you know if Desmond Ritter? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if Desmond Ritter can play really to uh, an effective level of football or not. We're gonna we're gonna find out. Yeah, I think you could say the same thing about the Washington Commanders. I mean, their roster, I'd say, is much better than the Falcons, but and they have a quarterback that I don't think has started a game in the NFL. So, especially the division that they're in. It's all going to come down to how Sam Howell progresses. Well, you are 100% correct. And when you look at that division, I mean, you're looking at Philadelphia. They are the best team in that division. I don't think anybody would argue with that. Then Dallas and the Giants, probably the second best teams. You know, the, the aspect with, and again, I don't know anything about Sam Howell. I do know about jo- Jacoby Brissett. But, you know, let's see what Howell does. Again, I look at schedules, which sometimes can be uh, – it can give you a, a false, like, view of expectations because schedules change based on key injuries, right? But if I'm looking at the Giants' schedule, and I look at what they did last year, I've spoken to a couple of people within the Giants' organization that are obviously a hell of a lot closer to it than I am. They think the Giants are actually going to be better – they're a better team this year, but won't have a better record. All right, here's their schedule. They open up at Dallas, all right? They play Dallas in week one, rather. They play Dallas week one. Then they're at Arizona week two, which they should win. Then listen to this. At San Francisco, then Seattle, then Miami, then Buffalo. If they lose... Okay, they could lose that game. Okay, that first game against Dallas, lose San Francisco on a Thursday night. Then they have a game against the Seahawks. Okay, very good team. Dolphins, assuming two is there, an explosive offense, very good team. Then they have the Bills after that. The Giants could find themselves in a position where they are climbing up a big mountain when they get to play the commanders on the 23rd. And then they then they have the Jets, then they have the Raiders, then they have the Cowboys again, and their schedule gets a bit easier in the middle. All right, they got the commanders, the Patriots, the Packers, the Saints. But, I mean, that, that schedule against the AFC East in succession is brutal. All right? Brutal. So keep that in mind. Yeah, those first six weeks of the season, I think, are going to be a huge test to see if Daniel Jones can really take that next step and build off what he did last year. Now, I'm not one to get caught up in practice, but the people that I've talked to rave to me about how good Daniel Jones looks in practice. Like, they're going, you will not believe this guy. And I'm like, well, that's practice. But, I mean, by all accounts, he is he's elevated his game significantly over the offseason, and he had a good year last year. So we'll see. Yeah, and looking at the first few games of the season, what a test it's going to be to have to go in the San Francisco and face that Niners defense. I think it's on a Monday On night, a short so. week. On a short week, on a Thursday night. So you play at Arizona on a Sunday, and then you only have three days to prepare for you know the road game in San Francisco on a Thursday night. So, yeah, that not, not going to be any uh, picnic, that's for sure. Yeah, and then last thing I have is 
out of these two divisions, which do you see is either the best and the most difficult in the NFL, the AFC East or the NFC East? Well, I would say I'm going to answer the question this way. Last year, at this time, everyone said the AFC West was going to be the toughest division of football, right? Everyone said AFC West, oh my gosh, Russell Wilson's in Denver. Look at what the Raiders have done. And then the Chargers and the Chiefs. Well, that totally was not the way it was. The Raiders were terrible and the Broncos were terrible. So if I'm just going to look at this right now, to me, the AFC East is the best division of football because you have Aaron Rodgers, who is now in New York. I already know Buffalo is going to be good. Miami is good. And New England doesn't suck, but I don't think they're a playoff team. So to me, AFC East. But what we were saying 12 months ago, everyone was saying, look out for the AFC West. It is going to be brutal, blah, blah, blah. Well, it didn't end up being as difficult as everyone thought because the Raiders were a bad team and the Broncos were awful. Yeah, it's going to be a fun season. It's getting closer and closer every day, so it yep. should be fun. See you, buddy. Take care. Thanks for having me. Bye. All right, good stuff from Connor. Let's get to uh, Preston. Preston, welcome to the show. It's good to have you on Listen Up. How are you, Preston? Doing Grant, good, doing good, Grant. Um, I really good. enjoyed your uh, show the other day with Ian Eagle. Um, Thank you. Yeah, he's one of my favorite sportscasters. Um, he's, he's like A plus in every sport that he does. Yep, he's great. Um, I was just curious to know what your relationship was with uh, Greg Papa, if you had one. Uh, I would say we're more of a professional colleague. I respect him. I know he respects me. You know, I've been on a show before. He's been on my show before. So whenever I see him, we're very cordial. We have good talks and, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm, I don't I don't have his phone number. Uh, uh, we don't text. You know, we're not that type of uh, relationship, right. but uh, professional relationship. Very good. I, I was just asking because um, I think he would make a good interview for like if you had another show. So like you had with Iron Eagle. Yep. 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 Uh, I can but, reach out to him. Yeah. I just want to throw that out. So. Okay, thanks, President. Take care. All right, bye-bye. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress, we all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Grant. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, let's get to uh, John on this open forum Wednesday. Hey, John, how are you? Grant, I'm doing all right. Happy open forum Wednesday, my friend. No, no animal bites this week? No, not this week. Not this week. Good. That's good. I'm happy to hear that. I'm taking antibiotics, but I'm still there. There's enough in me that, you know, I can fight a lion and (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Thanks for asking, though, Grant. I appreciate that. I've got my wedding ring back on, finally, like two, couple days ago. There you go. There you go. Just in time, like a couple weeks ago. There there you go, buddy. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Hey, it's fun listening to you and Connor, you know. Uh, talk about the Giants and the whole NFC East. You know, it's great from where I'm sitting. That just means that football season is coming around. And, you know, it this time of year where it's so hot and there's nothing going on in football, it's great that there's something that we can all we can all talk about. And it's just right around the corner, Grant. I I freaking yep. can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait either. I, I hate I hate July and August. I really do. I hate for sports. I just do. I um I I do you know that? once there's baseball once September going 1st hits, man, I'm so pumped. There's baseball going on, but you can only watch so much baseball. You know, October is when baseball starts. But hey, having this forum with us and I'm so glad that Ryan is going to uh uh keep up the uh what did he call it? It's Not a football the, uh, picture. Yeah the pool or something, the pit. Yep. Yep. Cause that was so fun last year that we could all just BS about it. Yep. And that you're going to yep. keep doing the, uh, the fantasy round table. Cause it is so fun yep. to just um, BS with all the yeah, guys yeah, yeah. about that. Yeah. And you yep. do a great job moderating those as well. My friends, my friend, well, I have to, I can only moderate it. Because I, I can, I can only moderate it cause I don't play fantasy football and I don't even know how the hell it I works. Know. So I, I, all, that's all I can do is moderate it. And if somebody asked me a question, Hey Grant, you yeah. know, who do you think is going to have a better game this week, player A or player B? I can answer that, but that's about all I can do. Hey, that's what I say, the same thing, man. I, I'm not – you can moderate it, and I myself, the same thing. because, And I can chime in a little. Like you're saying, I can chime in a little, but I'm not yeah. into all the points and which one's two points and three points. And, hey, if you got the greatest kicker in the league, you might win the whole thing. So I can't – Yep. I like reality sports and – uh Hey, Grant, I'm cooking pork chops, and I got to flip them. Thanks for taking my call, buddy. Okay, buddy. You take care. Bye-bye. I'll tell you, John, man, that guy barbecues almost every night, doesn't he? Got to love it. Pork chops tonight. Got to flip them. Absolutely. I don't know why you can't talk and flip at the same time. Do you need two hands to flip your pork chops? How big are these pork chops? Really? Like you can't talk to me on the phone and flip them? Like how hard is that? Come on, John. I thought you were multi-talented. Oh, here he is again. John, how come you can't talk to me and flip the pork chops at the same time? I was in the far deep part of the backyard, but I'm making it. You can't call me out and not make me come and do it. Here's coming off. Right there, there's the Weber. And yep. I'm having the... Oh, wait a minute. Asparagus is going on right now. It's going to be hard to hear, but you might be able to hear just a little bit of the sizzle. Yeah, just a, all good. Bye. All good. 
Make right, it happen. Enjoy, enjoy your dinner. Thank you. Thank you, Grant. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. If I'm going to call someone out, I got to give him a chance to come right back on. But I'm happy to hear that he can talk and turn his pork chops over, you know, at the same time. That's good. You know, that's good. like to hear that. Make sure your pork is cooked all the way through, John. I don't want you getting sick and having to go back on antibiotics, all right? Make sure you cook it thoroughly, all right? You do that, John. First time I've heard John cooking pork chops. It's always tri-tip or, you know, fillets or something like that. So, yeah, that's good. Absolutely good. All right, hey, if you want to get in on the show, uh, raise your hand and... We will do it. And again, if you were just joining us, uh, hope you had a chance to listen to Iron Eagle either on YouTube or on uh, your favorite podcast platform or my website. Love talking with him. All right, let's get to uh, Trent right here on Open Forum Wednesday. Hey, Trent. Hey, Grant and everybody. Uh, just popped on. Um, I was, all I have to say is I was a bit frustrated that, that uh, what is it, KOVR? Channel 13 CBS in Sacramento chose to air the 49 preseason game instead of the PGA Tour in its normal allotted schedule time. And oh, wow. I hope, yeah, we didn't get to see the PGA Tour finish on the uh, FedEx wow. St. Jude Classic. And I hope next week, I, th- I have a feeling next week is going to be on NBC, uh, the golf. And I, I'm, you know, I'm rooting for the Niners to win, but they didn't look very good on Sunday. And then the next time no, they did not. Sorry, go they ahead. did not. But I'm not. I'm not worried about how a team looks in the preseason. I think it's irrelevant. I don't think it matters. I mean, very few of the starters are on the field. I, I wouldn't put too much stock into that. I, I really wouldn't. The only thing that people really wanted to watch on the Niners is to see if Trey Lance had improved. And the answer to that question is no. Other than that, it's a meaningless game in any way, shape, or form. Meaningless, completely. I do like the way uh, Aiden O'Connell looked for the Raiders, and I think that was good to see as a young quarterback. But other than that, the games are meaningless, so it doesn't really matter how they look. All right. Well, thank you, Grant. And also, um, I'd like I'd like I'd like to hear if Johnny No Helmet has a recipe, maybe for like a marinade for his chicken, because I I barbecue a lot of chicken too, and you know share recipes or something. I don't know. This is a sports show, not a recipe show, but it is Open Forum Wednesday. So there you go, Grant. Loved your interview, Thank you, uh, and thanks a lot. Thank, thank you very much. You know, back to what Trent was saying about the Niners. Who the hell cares what the score of the game was? You think anybody's going to be talking about the Niners-Raiders preseason game in November? Or October? Or December? Or January? I mean, no one cares. I mean, you know, you always hear about the coaches, Drew, you know. You know, Dan Campbell on Hard Knocks last year. Do I, you think Dan Campbell really gives a damn? deep down, whether his team won or lost a preseason game? Seriously. I mean, why would any coach give a damn whether your team wins or loses a preseason game? I really mean that. I've never understood that. I I just don't. I'd be a lot more concerned with how my rookies and free agents played than what the final score was. I don't give a damn what the final score was. There's never been a correlation between how a team does in the preseason and how they do in the regular season. It's meaningless. It means absolutely nothing. There's no momentum built off it. You don't build up a winning culture. That's a bunch of bull crap, okay? Most of the players that are playing in the preseason aren't on the roster when you go to week one. So who the hell cares whether you won or lost? It doesn't matter. It makes no difference. The only thing that matters, how did your rookies play? How do your free agents look? 
And do you have any injuries? Other than that, means nothing. Absolutely nothing. Let's get to Patrick. Hello, Patrick. Welcome. How are you? How's it going, Grant? Good, Patrick. Hey, you know one thing I don't like about preseason games, too? When they uh, throw out the red flag and they have to review a play. It's like, oh, my God, who cares? <laughs> Just get them on yeah, well, the I, I, I will say this. I will say okay. this. Here's the part of that that you you don't understand, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna help you out. A lot sure. of times, you have new coaches, and you have you're communicating with different people than you may have communicated with the year before. And there is a process to how a coach gets his information, and so coaches very often will be using that as practice for when the regular season starts in the communication as it relates to whether I should challenge a player or not. So that's part of that. There's there there's that aspect of it that goes on that coaches have to get their communication down when it comes to whether they're going to throw with a flag or not. It's not just the head coach with his eyes looking at the play in live action. There's communication from upstairs in the booth as to whether you should review it or not. And so they practice all of that. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, I won't, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I won't bring up the Yankees tonight. I'll, uh, I'll I'll say take care. And by the way, I'm not cooking tonight. I just took home a pizza. I live on Long, Long Island. Oh. What do you expect? Well, you know you what? Know? You're the smartest. Guy. You're you're the smartest man on this entire show. That you would get a pizza <laughs> from New York to take home instead of barbecuing. See, to me, you just elevated your stature with me by uh, a lot. Okay, like you you just blew away John's pork chops tonight, and I don't even know how John's pork chops are going to be. But you're eating New York pizza on Long Island. I have much respect for you, sir. And I got Sicilian too. Oh God! All right, I'm gonna book a <laughs> flight, and I'm gonna see if I can get there. Okay. You got it. Have a good night, Grant. You, see you, buddy. Bye bye. See ya. Oh my gosh. I love it. Love it. Good stuff right there. All right, John. Can you beat New York pizza? I don't think you can, buddy. Take the Concord. Take the Concord. And check it out, Patrick. When you hear the sonic boom, he's about 30 minutes away. That's exactly right, buddy. You're exactly right. We'll see if we can fire up that old bird, get some fuel in there, and I can be there within the hour. Good point right there. Yeah, that's how we do it, Grant. Hey, I will barbecue a pizza, New York style. Anytime, I'll send you some pics. Great, great hearing from you. I love this open forum Wednesday, Grant. Thank you. All right. See you. See you, buddy. Barbecue a pizza. All right. There you go. Barbecue with pizza. Let's get to uh, Ryan in Sacktown. Ryan, good to have you back on, buddy. Yeah, Grant, now we're just getting belligerent. We're talking about barbecuing pizzas. I know. I know. I, I, you know what? I didn't really know where to go with that. I've never really heard of uh, barbecue pizza, and I don't want to talk to John for the fourth time today, even though I love John, because I'm sure he will barbecue anything. You know, I'm sure that he would barbecue a, a chocolate bar. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he would barbecue anything. But, yes, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I mean, what's next? Rice? Green beans? But who knows? Uh, yeah, barbecue pizza. No place in this house. Got to go straight pizza oven. Pizza yes. oven. It's the only way to go. Pizza oven is 100% the way to go. Barbecue pizza. Listen, I mean, okay, let's say that I have a frozen pizza. And let's say I'm out in the wilderness. And the only thing at my disposal is a barbecue, okay, then that, that would be the only way I could see of barbecuing a pizza. But I'm with you. 
100 percent sure i mean you got to make do with what you have but when you got all the tools in front of you john come on come on you're ruining the pizza come on is right put a good name on the pizza and and everybody on the preseason football settle down i do agree with trent by the way um about them preempting golf for the 49ers game because most 49ers fans don't tune in until the playoffs they don't even know it's the preseason right now yeah but kovr doesn't have a choice they have a contract with the 49ers they they have to air that game they don't really have a choice yeah they don't have a choice but they're doing the fans a favor they didn't even know it was on so car flags aren't yeah no i understand i understand and that you know to miss to not have the first event of the uh, fedex playoffs a big deal and I'm sure there are a lot of people that were pissed off about that. I get it. You know, I, I understand. I would agree. And then I, I got to say, preseason football, I actually get excited about it. Because you see guys, you hit the nail on the head, guys that probably will not make the team. But on every team, there's usually one or two guys that are getting out to live out their dream. And they end up making the roster, making the practice squad. And I don't mind challenges because it's all situations. It's preseason for the coaches, too, if you have new coaching staff like you kind of talked about. I think it's a fun brand as long as you go into it knowing what you're watching. I know what I'm watching, and I hate watching it. And I've watched preseason. I used to go to preseason games, and I used to ask myself, what the hell am I doing? Uh, (laughs) I used to go to the – I did. And, you know, back when I was a kid, there were six preseason games, not four, not three. I mean, think about that. When I I started going to NFL games – the preseason was six games. Think about that for a minute. That's a long preseason, my friend. Yeah, it sure as hell was. And I was at all the games and I'm, you know, I mean, we went to all the games. It didn't matter whether it was preseason or regular season. Unfortunately, it never was at playoffs because they were never in the playoffs when I was growing up. But yeah, I mean, uh, so I used to watch it all. But, but back then, the players played in the preseason. It's not like it is today. Yeah, and you got to spend a couple extra games with uh, Bert. In the stands. Yeah. So you can't. Yeah, at Yankee Stadium. That. I mean, I'm at Yankee Stadium as a kid sitting in the bleachers. I didn't really care. I was at a, I was at a pro football game at Yankee Stadium. You think I was going to, I, I was like, this is great. I used to love it. And it back then, I didn't really, I mean, it didn't really matter to me that it was just preseason, but uh, yeah, six, six preseason games back then. That is a lot. Players would never go for that. Owners would in a second, though. So. No. Yeah, yeah. No, but players today, no. I mean, yeah. first of all, I, I'm just wondering. I don't have the, the data in front of me. I wonder if you took all of the starters that we know of in the National Football League that are legitimate starters, I wonder what percentage of starters play in the NFL preseason. And I wonder if they do play, what percentage of snaps over the preseason games do they play? It's got to be less than 5%. I think it's probably a little bit higher than 5% because um, some coaches have been putting their full starters out there. And I I think it's a little higher, but it's becoming now, Grant, that the joint practices are more of the preseason games because it's a controlled environment and you get an opportunity to have your ones go against your ones. And that's what the coach That's very true. I totally agree. The practices, I mean, if you watch Hard Knocks last year, you know, the Lions and the Colts, both coaches would tell you they got more out of the practices than they did the game. So I think you're spot on. Uh, you can go over situations and you're right. It's your ones against the ones and so on and so forth. So I'm with you. I think that is you get much more out of the 
practices against another team than you do against the uh, preseason games. You're absolutely correct. And here's the other thing about controlled practices and when they are controlled is that your quarterbacks have red jerseys on. Yep. So you can go you can go full tilt and you don't have to worry about your quarterback getting hurt, which also is important for these teams. Yeah, damn right. A uh, a hand on the shoulder is a sack in those practices. And it's definitely that's not right. In the games. Yeah. Yep. Amen. So true. Very good point. Very good well, point. Well, have a great show, and I will talk to you guys soon. All right. We'll see you tomorrow, 7 o'clock. You're good to go, right? Yep. Looking forward to it. All right. Sounds good. All right. Always fun to be with you on this uh, format, uh, Open Form Wednesday. I'm surprised that we have not had any Mark Jones phone calls today. Uh, your your TV voice of the Sacramento Kings demoted uh, by ESPN. And my question is, what took so long? I've never thought the guy was a good announcer. I used to say that for years and years and uh, finally got demoted at ESPN. Ryan Rucco is moving up the uh, charts and is now uh, number two on the list at uh, ESPN behind uh, Mike Breen. So interested. I thought we would get a few calls on that uh, and we did not, but that's okay. Uh, I guess the positive of that is that's less of Kyle Draper, who's got to be the worst play-by-play announcer in the history of the NBA. Can you name anyone worse than him ever? And I really mean this. I mean, I, I'm, I'm only going by my social media mentions. I mean, I, I'm going by all of the people that I see on social media talking about how embarrassing that is when he's doing the games. So I guess there's a positive. Jones will be doing more Kings games now instead of conflicts with his ESPN game. So I guess there's a bright side to everything, right? There you have it. All right. So tomorrow over on YouTube, Ryan and I will be there at seven o'clock and then I'll do listen app on Friday to wrap up the week, get you ready for the weekend. Okay. So we'll do that tomorrow. YouTube Friday, wrap up the week here on Listen App. All right. Have yourself a fabulous Wednesday evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow over on YouTube. So long, everybody.